1: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Fordell, joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how are you?
0: Uh, another day, another day in, uh, I guess, paradise? I don't know.
1: This just, is If this is paradise, I'd hate to see the alternative.
0: Yeah, obviously. Uh, no, nah, I mean, just the, the doldrums of, of NBA playoffs that aren't entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, NHL playoffs that are, like, moderately entertaining and... The slog that is baseball.
1: Other than that, you know, not a ton going on. You're not hype about the Zach Elfin, Eflin extension?
0: Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I forgot. I, I dove right off. Uh, I just, I, I couldn't. I jumped for joy out of my chair when I saw that.
1: I will tell you what. An interesting piece of news came out very recently, and that was the NBA putting out their all-NBA teams. Have you seen these yet? No, I haven't. Well, Gregory, Joel Embiid did not make the first team.
0: Well, it's cuz the guy who was the MVP was the center on. on
1: yeah, the team. but but you can vote. It's it's not limited to center anymore. Oh, it's it's
0: two guards, two forwards and a center.
1: No, but you can vote. It there's the, it could have been voted so that Jokic and Embiid were both on the first team.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, it's not great.
1: I hope he is
0: pissed off.
1: And I'm sure he is right now.
0: Well oh, yeah, he seemed really pissed off when he didn't win MVP. So that,
1: that worked out. I mean, okay, we're not gonna do that because <laughs> we're gonna go
0: right into the back into the cycle.
1: No, we're not gonna do that because you're just objectively wrong. And I, I don't know how to explain it to a crazy person. <laughs> but that's accurate. That is the crazy person part is very accurate. But I I do hope he's pissed off. I hope he you know continues to put in the work this summer, that guy It's fun. And look, you can say whatever you want about playoffs and and stuff like that. It's very rare that we get to see somebody who is as good as he is, who comes back every year substantially better. It is
0: true. I will say the work ethic has certainly changed uh, from an off-the-court perspective. Uh, For all the criticism that I do give Joel Embiid in certain situations, there is, uh, you know, by far a, a good, like it's clear that he actually puts in the effort in, in the off season.
1: So, you know, drop another 10 pounds, get increased flexibility, increased durability, and, uh, I don't know, let's, get, let's be a 40% three-point shooter next year.
0: That would be unbelievable.
1: And yet, not crazy. No, not out of the realm of possibility, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Hey, I was um uh, I was playing around on Tankathon, looking at the NBA uh the NBA draft stuff and I I headed headed I I speak professionally, Gregory. <laughs> I head over to the NHL version of it and I saw the Philadelphia Flyers have the number 5 selection in the NHL draft. Were they really the fifth worst team in hockey last year?
0: <sighs> they might have actually even been the worst team in hockey, but based off of Based um, on of how that works, uh, yeah. It, well, they, the, I think that's exactly where they were slotted. They're very bad. They're very bad. They have no hope. Uh, every move they make in every off doesn't work, and it's just it, they care more about making money and uh, you know, g- g- gritty selling T shirts than they do about putting a product on the on the ice that actually wins hockey games. So
1: they actually were they were slotted to have the fourth overall pick, but New Jersey went up to two.
0: Even better then.
1: Yeah, so New Jersey, who should have been five, went to two in front of them. And uh, yeah, Philadelphia now picks five. And uh, I don't know how much effort Matt puts into the NHL version of this, but he's got the Flyers taking Canadian center Matthew Savoy from Winnipeg.
0: Great. But another draft pick that doesn't pan out for the Flyers. There's plenty of them.
1: What about Travis Kanicki?
0: He stinks.
1: I'm just I'm just happy I came up with this name. It's it's fine. The, uh, s- the second prospect in this, and who the you know who knows whether he's the second best prospect or what, but his name is Jureg Slefkowski. This is a player I want desperately in Philadelphia. I'm
0: fine with that. I could I can hear the Slefkowski chance now. Slefkowski.
1: J U R A J Slefkowski.
0: I'm in. I'm in. Let's get. Let's see if we can trade up for Slefkowski.
1: He's got yeah. a, he's got an Adam Banksy look to him. Quite frankly, I'm even I'm looking, better. I'm looking at his highlights right now. I'm not, and I don't mean like physic- I don't mean uh, his style of play. I just mean physically, he kind of resembles Adam Banks.
0: <laughs> well, that's fine. I'm fine with that. As long, if you look like Adam Banks, I can pretend you're Adam Banks, and he was clearly the best actual hockey player the Mighty Ducks had. So I'm fine with that.
1: <laughs> what about Sean Weiss? Yeah, he's a goalie. It's different. By the way, congratulations for knowing who Sean Weiss was. Come on,
0: dude, the goalie. Let's be real.
1: Well, and there has been some uh <laughs> been some news that has brought his name to the forefront. I think he turned it around, though. He, he apparently did. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching Jarik Slavkowski highlights right now.
0: Well, that's good. I'm 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 glad that you're uh, you're diving deep into that. The issue with the Flyers being so bad is. I essentially stopped watching them in December because they were just horrendous and every game was awful. And, like, even games that they would win. I think they were, like, one of the first teams to ever have two 10-game losing streaks in the first 40 games of a season ever. That's like, they, they were so bad and, like, so bad without purpose and it felt, just feels like a rudderless ship. And, they, like, it, it's it takes me out of the rest of hockey, which is annoying because, like, there's, there are some good playoff series going on. The battle for Alberta's been great. Um, the The Rangers are looking to knot up the series with uh, uh, with Carolina tonight. Um, the Avalanche Blues series has been solid. Like everything's been been pretty fun. But I just have like it's less and less interest in it because the Flyers don't matter so much. It annoys me to watch good hockey. Well, what I do you
1: what, what yeah well, what do you make of the news that the the favorite for this coaching position might be John Tortorella
0: I mean that, that guy is I mean, this is not, I'm not breaking news here. He's considered one of like the biggest hard asses and mm-hmm. hardest people to deal with when it comes to being a coach. but at a certain point, like, what what else are we going to do? But he's like, also
1: kind of Doc Riversy in that he just does not want to play young players,
0: which is all we have. So right. that would be a real a real interesting situation, considering uh, because this is a team that's just filled with young players. There's a couple of veteran guys when you talk about like uh, you know uh, uh, Sean Couturier, Kevin Hayes. Uh, that's really all I can think of if I'm being perfectly honest. That's how crazy the team is. Uh, but almost everybody else is young, young-ish guys, guys who haven't been in the league for more than five years. And I, like does a serious attitude change in terms of coach make that big of a difference? I don't know. Uh, you would think maybe, but this isn't exactly a roster for a guy like that. I don't know. The Flyers are just hopeless in my eyes right now.
1: He feels like a... The NHL equivalent to a Van Gundy,
0: yeah, per, yeah probably, but I, I mean, I'm trying to think of who's like the general retread guy in the NBA that just keeps getting jobs and you're not really Mike sure, Mike Brown, why. yeah, and he's like occasionally been successful, but it's few oh, and not far Mike between. Brown. Um, <laughs> There's a there's a couple of guys like that in the NBA where they're like they have like one or two good years and then they're for the most part god awful.
1: How about DeAntoni?
0: Yeah, that that works. Yeah, and they eventually rub everybody the wrong way in terms of players or media, and then it just ends. That's actually a great one. John Gruden. John John Gruden is a good one. Uh, you know, uh, probably a little bit less uh, of the of the you know uh, mm-hmm. privatized assholeish stuff. Um, that eventually became public, but you know what I mean? Um, at least you would hope, Uh, but regardless, I mean, there's plenty of coaching candidates out there. You just wonder is how many times can we go with a retread? The issue is, is that the last two people that you've hired, right? You went for, uh, Dave Haxtell, who was a sort of out of the box college coach. Now I think he's the Kraken's head coach, but a college coach who, wasn't the right guy, wasn't the right fit, couldn't get it done when it mattered and didn't really have a ton of respect of the players. Wait, wait, wait. And, Did
1: we ever have Hextall as coach with Hextall as GM?
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's Super amazing. confusing. Um, and then you moved on to Elaine Vigneault, who is a retread. He's a, an NHL retread guy, he has success early with teams, and then, you know, the teams eventually fall off, and that's exactly what happened, except the success wasn't nearly as high of the peaks as he reached, say when he coached the Rangers. So it's, it's really an interesting decision of where are we going to move here? Do you go for Tortorella? Do you go for a Barry Trotz? Do you go for some of these guys that have lost gigs this year? Or do you try to find that diamond in the rough? A, a, you know, an assistant coach somewhere. Stop
1: begging. I'll coach the (laughs) fly.
0: Listen, at this point, I wouldn't even matter. Like that'd be fine. You'd be just as good as everybody else. That's been there.
1: So I have a hard time believing that's true.
0: Honestly, you watch enough tape over an off season. I'm pretty confident you could put together a decent game plan. The question is, is your dedication
1: positions?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a problem. Also, The development of Carter Hart has been, let's just be fair, it's been disappointing. The expectation was that this kid was a can't-miss goalie prospect. His first year was fine, expected growth. His second year was god awful, and then this year was kind of up and down, middle of the road, nothing spectacular. And you can only make the excuse that the defense and the team around him wasn't good enough for so long before you're like, "Mm, it's a little questionable. So he...
1: he's the flyers version of Hoskins
0: kind of but I'm with a a better pedigree coming out Mm -hmm. right well like it really was like you know youth can youth team Canada goalie a very you know very highly regarded prospect thought to be the perfect pick this was the franchise goalie for this for the franchise that never has a franchise goalie and it just it hasn't necessarily worked out exactly that way just yet. Um, we'll see. Things can always change, but you, you do wonder. Guys who guys who do become those franchise goalies. Carey Price is a guy that he got a lot of comparisons to, and it's that's a guy who's been in the league for forever. Uh, and you know, last year took the Canadians to at least minimum conference final potentially cup final. I honestly can't remember. It's been it's been a long year in terms of sports, but he he was a guy who was able to to take a team, you know, on his shoulders and that's what you need a goalie to do and I don't know if right now Hart has that kind of makeup. It also again doesn't help that the rest of the team is just completely terrible and probably not filled with a
1: ton of NHL level talent. Well, in my new position as Flyers head coach, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a hard time because I'm looking right now, and it seems like the top goalie prospect is a guy named Tyler Brennan. He's a plays at Prince George in Canada, and he is the 68th best prospect in the draft as per Tankathon. Seems that so great. I'm here. I'm gonna. Do you remember when Mayock came out and said, "Look, we've got our guy. We know we're gonna get him. He's a reach, but we know it's gonna work out." Uh, and that was that. That ended up being Cleveland Farrell. I'm going to announce that I've also got my guy in the draft who we're taking at five, and I'm just going to say it right now because I don't think it's going to affect anything. Greg, of course, I'm talking about North American winger Jimmy Snuggerrod
0: I mean, listen, I'm good with that. Let's 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 reach. Let's do it. Take take a risk every once in a while. They never seem to. They 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 consistently sign mediocre backup goalies. And I know the NHL. When it comes to playoff time, it's all about the starter. But the season, your backup goalie matters. Martin Jones was a bad decision. Like it just it just was. Everybody knew it. He wasn't it, like. Uh, I, so I'm down. I'm down for
1: you to be coach GM. Jimmy Brett worked for Brett Brown. I would bring Brad Brown, Brown back. Jimmy, uh, he had 59 points. In, no, pardon me. He had 63 points in 59 games played this year. 24 goals, 39 assists, only 32 penalty minutes. So I'd like like my first round pick to mix it up a little bit more. But if you have the opportunity to add a Jimmy Snuggerod, about to turn 18 years old on June 1st, congratulations. Happy birthday, Jimmy. I know you're listening. You take it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love I love this decision. I'm glad I'm glad this is where we could get to. In I'm terms get, of I'm, of I'm you. getting him out
1: of this. He's committed to Minnesota, but I'm getting him out of that. Yeah? Yeah. That works. Get him from Prince George. Let's go. A lot of these guys are committed to Minnesota. Minnesota, I'm guessing, a very good hockey college collegiate hockey team.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, Minnesota, I think. Michigan? Well, Michigan had uh, three of the top five. Michigan had three of the top five players that were selected in last year's draft. Minnesota, uh, yeah, Minnesota made the Frozen Four last year. They lost to Minnesota State, who then went on to lose in the final to Denver. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I think uh, Minnesota's going to be good yet again.
1: What a surprise. Minnesota's got the number four prospect, Logan Cooley committed. They've got they've got Snuggerod. If you could put Cooley and out together, man, Minnesota is looking good. <sighs> and uh and defenseman Ryan Chesley. So feel good about yeah, that. Feel good about absolutely. all of that. <sighs> Denver's got some commits. Northeastern's got some commits. Minnesota, Duluth has got some commits. This is exactly what I thought we were gonna talk about.
0: Well, it is crazy how like you know how concentrated hockey is in like re like so just certain areas and especially college hockey. Like yeah, you get the occasional like Denver etc., but it's like it's like literally Minnesota, Michigan, the nor- and like Boston. Really, I would say the whole Northeast, but it's really just Boston uh, and the, and like Massachusetts. What about Saint St. Cloud team.
1: State? That's Minnesota. I didn't know that.
0: At least I think it is. It has to be yeah Minneapolis Saint Cloud has to be Minnesota. Nah,
1: could I be a, like could it be is. any Saint Cloud. Could be any Minneapolis.
0: Saint Cloud State University is in Saint Cloud University. Saint Cloud University is in Saint Cloud, Minnesota. I th- I feel I'm like we should take committed. a trip to Saint Cloud State.
1: I'm still not I'm still not committed to this. Damn. I don't. I, I still think you're wrong about it being Minnesota.
0: Yeah. I I mean that's fine. I I like we aren't geography guys. Better's delight isn't full of geography guys. I'm not a geography man. That's it.
1: Don't sell yourself short. You're a geography man. <laughs> and a truck man. Um that's
0: definitely not a truck man. Truck man. That's a Matt thing. Matt Matt's bit Matt's been talking big about getting a truck, trading in his his car and getting a truck. I think the man just he's he just he always needs a new thing going on.
1: I didn't that's anything. how it works i I have to have some work done on my car this week um nothing like major or anything but i i called the garage that that I had gotten hold of and I was talking to their owner and he spent a lot of time first of all weird guy uh he he, he uh, sorry my texts he was telling me and told me not to tell anybody. So, I'm not going to mention any names here, but uh and keep it quiet if listeners. Uh he told me that for a lot of lot of conspiracy theories about about 2021 cars, but more to the point, uh told me that used car values are going to continue to rise over the next year. Right now they're about 60% above average. He thinks they can go up to 120% above average.
0: I legitimately thought when you said 2021 cars, I thought you were talking about like the next Owen Wilson movie. <laughs> I got I got very confused. I'm directing it. I don't blame you. That's a good that's good effort. Ugh. Yeah, I mean I don't understand how car pricing works. So, if you ever get any inside details,
1: send it my way, buddy. I'm in. Uh, yeah, look. I mean, he was a weird guy. Just kept talking. But here's the thing: I was, I was only paying a little bit of attention because we, uh, we bought new doors uh, for, well, our house uh-huh. <laughs> in uh, in February, and I saw a van from the place that we bought our doors from uh, going into my neighborhood and this this interested me gregory because they told us point blank we don't service the area anymore oh and instead i had to pay a bunch more money to a contractor for him to do it so i was i was just like seething quietly and then i finally got off the phone i just locked the dogs in my office and i uh I, I went driving around my neighborhood to find the truck, and I did literally across the street, literally across the street from my house. The The van was in there. And uh, it's... Ugh, I'm I'm assuming that these folks bought something a long time ago and needed to get it fixed or something, and that's why these people were here, but I'm not happy about it.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. That, like... But I would be, I would be just as mad as you are. Oh, I was like furious. at that, like I get maybe having a pre-existing, oh, you know, this was ordered back in, you know, eight months ago, ten months ago, and we're still contractually obligated to come do this. But I can't imagine, I can't imagine it.
1: Well, I think, I think what happened once I calmed down a little bit Was that, you know, they probably bought bought some appliance there like five years ago when they serviced our area, and now it needs to be fixed. So, all right, whatever. But, and I've never, I've lived across from these people for, God, 10 months.
0: Wow. I can't believe you've been there for that long.
1: I also cannot believe that. Uh, Just just shy of 10 months right now. Uh, July, we got here July 31st. And, um, I've never spoken to these people, so <laughs> i've also never, I've literally never spoken to my next door neighbor on the right.
0: That's crazy, yeah, I feel like you have to accidentally run into people
1: i and I went to his house one time, but he wasn't there.
0: I mean, there are definitely people in my neighborhood, like within a few houses of mine that I've never talked to. Or maybe only had one fleeting conversation. And I've been here for several years at this point. So, I kind of get it. And I'm sure COVID really didn't help with a lot of that. But, I don't know. I Direct neighbor seems a little bit iffy to me. It seems
1: weird, right?
0: Yeah. I feel like... I, and and the the toughest part about our situation was... We bought the house, and then the next day took a 10-day international trip. Yeah. So, like, when the welcoming committee from the neighborhood came in, it was, like, uh, like, people were here doing things outside, like family who was still here. Like, they were, like, working on the outside of the house, kind of doing some stuff inside the house. Yeah, we
1: had a similar experience.
0: But not, like, you know, it was not, it was nothing, nothing like what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, we sold you know. that. We sold the house, and then we rented it. Uh, we bought the house, and then we rented it to the previous owners for almost two months. Yeah, and uh, so and so the people, the new people who would come in the neighborhood were Alexa's parents. Yeah. So for a long time, I think a lot of them thought that Alexa's parents had bought the house.
0: I think the same thing because there are people that'll walk by, and it's similar situation as my wife's parents who were here doing stuff. Like there are definitely people that have like, I've seen for like the first time. Be like, oh, when did you guys move in? Yeah, and it's like four years ago (laughs) or three years ago, and so yeah, that's a little strange.
1: Yeah, Halloween was a decent, a decent way to meet some of these people, but uh, you know, we you know we live in we live in a neighborhood where people value their privacy.
0: (laughs) Honestly, man, sometimes you can't beat that. I'll be I'll be dead serious. Sometimes people can overdo it and you're like, all right, I don't, I don't need, I don't need this.
1: Yeah. It's just bizarre. I, cause I mean, I have some sort of interaction with the neighbors on the other side, 95% of the day, of uh, days of the week, 95% of the time, any given day I will, uh, oh, have some interaction with them, but yeah, literally I've never spoken to him. He's spoken to Alexa once. And never spoken to me. And this is the same man that told me he would fight me tooth and nail about getting my my fence put up.
0: Seems aggressive.
1: Yeah. Then we then we just kind of did it anyway. So life huh. goes it, on. It is it
0: is your property. Take it up with the township.
1: Yeah. Well, he has nothing. What do you gotta say? It's a fence.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I, I could see that. I never had like. uh the people i mean everybody my my yard is like 100% fenced everyone has a fence yeah. on a, on all four sides so like yeah. the, the the people directly behind us replaced their fence with with a much nicer looking fence but a much more uh, my dog could get through the spokes of this fence which wasn't necessarily fully appreciated but i mean uh, there's no there's only so much you can do i can't be like yeah you need a different fence sorry i don't care they were they would have never listened to that, and they're nice. So why why rock the boat?
1: Yeah, it's uh, fences and pools are very uncommon here, is what I'm learning, dude.
0: It's funny that you mentioned pools, uh, because if you ever look like if I, sometimes I've looked at my neighborhood via like Google Earth or whatever, mm. uh, or like any of those like satellite view maps, there are so many people with pools. It's wild. They like it's unsuspecting too. Like, I would never assume this house has a pool, and yet there it is. There's a pool. But uh, last week, like middle of the week, we went to take the kids to put them in the car to go to school, and there's just, like, this giant truck in front of my house with a, uh, like, a giant backhoe. And I was like, what is going on? First of all, where are they doing work? Like, what is this? And then as you go down the street, later in the day, I was leaving, and they were actually installing a pool. Hmm dude cross the street uh it was down it was down further like Mm. a block down but it would it was on the other side of the street but seeing a pool outside of water (laughs) you never think about how big an actual pool is to like put into the ground
1: Yep, yep 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 we're we're prohibited from pools with our hoa but you know anytime when i talk to the guy who well when we spoke to the guy who uh Previously ran the HOA. He's like, just don't tell them. Do it anyway.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's always. Uh, it's uh, better to ask forgiveness than permission, right? Because
1: like, what are they gonna do?
0: Yeah, once it's in, they can't stop you. You know. Yeah,
1: what are they but... gonna do? You cover that? No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: thank you. Why? You thinking about getting a pool? Oh, I definitely will. Uh, I don't. I definitely want to. It doesn't make any sense right now. And honestly, like I don't know. We without having without having like the six foot privacy fence, I don't know that I would want to pull. Cause it's just like kind of very open. Our backyard's kind of very open. Yeah, I could see that. And and we didn't want to go like we didn't want to rock the boat with the fence, so we just put in like, we put in a nice black four-foot, like, um, aluminum fence, yeah. iron, metal fence. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, without without the privacy fence, I don't think so. We are going to have to, at some point, our backyard is going to become a major product, uh, project. Probably going to tear down the deck that's super ugly right now and redo the backyard. At that point, other stuff's in play. But the other the other issue would just be, like, there. You've seen pictures in my backyard. Like past my past my fence line, it's a lot of trees. Yeah. So I just feel like it would constantly be leaves and cleaning out of the pool. It'd be a lot of maintenance.
0: That would be that is the the one thing like the idea of having a pool. Awesome. I'd be out there swimming laps. I'd be getting my Michael Phelps on. Yeah. Uh, but. The idea of the upkeep of the pool is where it loses And the cost. Way. Yeah, from a chemical standpoint, from just a heating standpoint, like yeah. there's so many factors that I would be like, "Ugh, this is." Like I've had I've had family members oh, who have had pools and they were very very diligent with their upkeep, and then there's been other people who were not as diligent with the upkeep of it. And like there's a clear difference in like a very well-maintained pool and a one that's not not as well maintained over the course of, you know, several years.
1: Yeah, my uh, my uncle had a pool growing up, and he lived down the street from us. And we, so, you know, we would always be there, me, all my friends. And, like, the first move when you get there is break out that skimmer.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's, you got to. You got to get all those leaves and sticks
1: and uh, occasional frogs out of there. Break out the skimmer, nobody pees in the pool. Just everybody be cool, wow. man.
0: Well, now you're getting now you're getting ridiculous.
1: Uh, are you a pee in the pool advocate?
0: No I'm not an advocate, but I mean, how are you gonna enforce that? How about don't be a jerk? Uh, I guess. I guess. I, I mean, think, I understand like, the concept behind it. But you
1: understand the concept of not being a jerk?
0: Well yeah, of course. But I mean... But you, they, can't,
1: you can't vibe with.
0: <laughs> I mean, people pee in pools. It just happens. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, don't. Get out. Go to the bathroom. Hey, you're running inside. You're all wet. It's a whole be, thing. Be civilized. Hmm, that That's asking you a lot. Yeah, well...
1: <laughs> that is unfortunately true. Uh, but, no, I've... I very much wanted a pool. pool. A pool was on my... Like, the top of my list for stuff I wanted when... Uh, we were looking at houses and I always go back to I always go back to that that house in Phoenixville that I, I showed you that I loved had a sweet backyard had a pool had an elevator had literally everything I wanted but uh yeah it just wasn't gonna work out unfortunately.
0: I'm, I'm so in on the elevator situation I don't I, and, and I don't live in a house that isn't like that has a ton of steps. But if I did, elevator, I mean, what are we doing here?
1: Uh, the, the thing, the, uh, the idea of it having it was cool, it also terrified me.
0: Well, of course, because the first thought I would have is what if I get stuck in this elevator in my home?
1: Well, my first thought is what if somebody else gets hurt in my
0: elevator? Well, there's that. There's, th- there's most certainly that. I never really considered that, thinking about it. I simply thought about myself. Uh, And being stuck in an elevator in my home with no way of contacting anyone.
1: (laughs) Oh, So you just just die in this theoretical stuck elevator.
0: Imagine that. You're stuck in an elevator in your own home. You forgot your phone on the couch or something. Yeah. I mean, do those emergency buttons in elevators actually work?
1: I mean, yeah. If it's an office building, yes. But not in your house. That's what I
0: mean. How you get? How you get in contact with anybody? Just keep hitting the button and hope that it works.
1: It's a direct line to Steve Crone.
0: Oh, you'd need it. You'd need
1: it. Or that'd be, ma- that'd be ridiculous. Potentially better yet, That's uh, a direct line to to Allie's uh, father.
0: Well, that—that's. I mean, <laughs> listen, those two together, they could get us out of anything.
1: And into anything.
0: <laughs> that's also true.
1: Troublemakers, those two. Um. Yeah, I don't know, but. Yes, to answer your question, I very much, very much wanted a pool. <sighs> Interesting. I did not know that about you. You, I, I showed you had so many houses that had. pools. Yeah, but I didn't think the pool was the requirement. I just, I've always liked. I've, well, i well, I like water in general, but, uh, but I've always liked swimming. I remember very fondly. God, this is so long ago now. This is probably f- f- ten years ago, uh, and maybe slightly more. Um. Going to the L.A. fitness pool and swimming laps fairly consistently for, like, a week and a half.
0: <laughs> I mean, that is... there. There's one pretty close to my house. And I would consider, like... Like, that would be the reason I would join a place. Like, a, a place that had a pool like that. that. That would be the only reason, to be honest. Like... <sighs>
1: It's I such good like exercise.
0: That, well, yeah, exactly. But you know what's weird, and and this is where I'm a, a, like a goofball, and obviously I don't go to the gym anywhere near enough. But uh, we were talking the other day, and we were driving past an an LA Fitness, and it was like seven thirty, and there was zero cars in the parking lot, and like our, our, if it's our gyms? The COVID thing. Well, maybe, but like our gym. I I just assumed all gyms were twenty four seven. Oh Turns no! Out, not no. the case. Not the case.
1: So you, all that all that time you spent at curves is really influencing <laughs>
0: you. Exactly. Exactly.
1: No, all I, gyms yeah. all gyms are very much not twenty four seven, sir.
0: That's crazy to me. I never even thought about that. Like never even considered it. Uh, I would just assume. I mean, maybe it's because why, why would you assume that? Maybe it's just because the gyms the that I've been is 24/7? to twenty four seven. Yeah, exactly, them retro fitness, uh, who I had to have a giant argument with at one point, uh, back in the day. They were twenty four seven. Dude, you know um, I would have
1: had that fight for you. I like a good was, fight.
0: Oh, buddy, it was it was one for the absolute ages too. Uh, but yeah, that that's why I would assume that that would be the main reason. Yeah, I would have done.
1: I would have got no problem. Yeah,
0: I, I'm not the biggest fan of arguing with corporate. Uh, you know hierarchies,
1: but that was one where I took it.
0: You had to send a certified letter to 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 unsubscribe from the gym. That's
1: that's when you just look them straight in the face and pull out your phone, call your credit card company, and be like, "I'd like to report my card stolen."
0: But like, I was moving to Oregon. Yeah, you didn't have a location near me.
1: No, I, I trust me, I understand. You, but you don't. You do not do their bullshit. You just be like, you call your credit card company, be like, my card was stolen, and right. then you then you just look at them and be like, I dare you to try and charge me again, see how it goes.
0: It's not a bad move. Probably should have been where I started with it all, if I'm being honest.
1: Like you guys can keep uh, keep billing that account you have, but you literally just heard me cancel that card.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're you're not wrong. Have you're a nice day, wrong. asshole. <laughs> uh, the issue is is. They let the other person in my home at the time out. Yeah, I know, I know. They, Yeah, they let them off without having to send a certified letter. So it was just like, what?
1: Yeah, what are we doing here? All the more reason to act out.
0: Oh, wow, I acted. I hacked it out, I'll tell you that. Yeah, but there what does a, a Greg Crone act out? Oh, I was like? I
1: was screaming at this person.
0: Absolutely screaming at them. I had no interest in, in their BS.
1: And by that, you mean like... Pardon me, sir. I understand that you're just doing your job, and I don't mean to be rude to you in any way. However, you can see that you and I are at a bit of an impasse here. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't think it was anywhere near as formal uh, as as you're trying to make it out to be.
1: I'll I'll send you a certified letter to go fuck yourself. Sir. <laughs>
0: that was that. There was most certainly, uh, most certainly some some. Uh, fantastic language that was thrown around in that situation. I was not having it. I was not thrilled with the uh the reaction
1: that I was uh, I was getting. So, I don't know when Jim's just decided it's like, you know what? It's cool. We're going to make it as hard as possible for anyone to ever quit this.
0: I I mean, I agree, dude. It it it, it they just become like but uh Planet Fitness, when I had a membership there, that was so easy to cancel. Mm. Like, so easy. I walked right in. I said, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm moving, yada, yada, yada. I need to cancel. And they were like, cool. All right, sounds good, man. Like, whatever you need. That was it. That was the extent of the conversation.
1: Yeah, but Nothing. they never actually asked your name so the, the account never got canceled unfortunately. It's true.
0: it's true, that is true. We did leave that out, but <laughs> yeah. um, You've been
1: paying you've been paying that 19.99 a month ever since. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. It's just yeah, it was it was absolutely wonky uh having to deal with with that. So Yeah,
1: LA, LA Fitness was tough.
0: Yeah, I feel like they all are, kind of like you said.
1: LA Fitness You're, was a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah, it feels ridiculous. to me.
1: When I was like, "Look, man, I've been in here for like ten days. I'm not in amazing shape yet. This gym's fake. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm just, uh, I think this we're isn't done. gonna work for yeah, me, like, sir. This
1: kind of, like, I've seen enough. Like, I've seen enough. Like, sixty-five year olds naked in the locker room for the yeah. rest of my life. Thank you. Have a yeah. nice day. I could see that. Like, I these could people have no shame. That. Good God.
0: No, yeah, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't, and like. I like how people are like, well, it's usually like, you know, older people, they just less care uh, about that kind of stuff. It doesn't bother them uh, as much. And it's like, it would still bother me. Yeah. It would would still bother me immensely.
1: Look, I don't think I'm like, I've spent my, I spent the younger part of my life playing for various teams. I've been in many a locker room. Uh, It's not like (laughs) I'm not accustomed to what goes on. I just think they're a little cavalier with it. Like we don't need to be having conversations with other people in the while completely naked in the fucking gym locker
0: yeah. room. Yeah, seems unnecessary, Chris. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Be like, I don't care about your children. I've never met you. Please put pants on.
0: Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. I do miss. I do miss being in good enough shape to. Well, that's that's the rub of the gym, though, isn't it? you you have to be in you have to you, you feel like you have to be in a certain shape to start going to the gym.
0: Yes. No, you know you definitely do. You kind of have to you kind of have to to be I yeah, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase it. You you're right. You have to sort of be in in yeah. a in a good enough shape to go
1: there yeah. and yeah. You have to be like you you have to top out it like slightly out of shape.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's actually a great way to put it. Topping out, it's slightly out of shape.
1: And then, then it's acceptable to go to the gym. Anything more than that, you just, you're just like, eh, I'm just going to wait to go to the gym until I'm in better shape.
0: <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, that makes perfect sense. Uh, Absolutely perfect
1: sense. I don't miss smelling like chlorine all day.
0: Yeah, that is the one drawback of, of public pools like that,
1: for sure didn't matter how much you showered you were going to no. smell like chlorine for the rest of the day
0: absolutely like
1: 100% but hey that is also letting people know around you yeah i swim
0: <laughs> hey look at me i am a swimmer
1: i'm one of them swimming people who and it, i get tired really quick because it's, it's way harder exercise than you think it is
0: it really it really is it is like a legitimate full body workout like no there good.
1: is no doubt, and I've yeah. never quite been confident about how much I'm supposed to be kicking, so I'm very <laughs> like I'm very conscious about that. Like, am I kicking too much? Am I splashing too much? And then I'm looking at other people as I'm doing it, and it's just like all in my head. It's not good.
0: Yeah, no, I listen. I I would always think that people were staring at me, but that's just me. Well,
1: I just assume people are staring at me because I'm me. They're no. like, that's Chris <laughs> Horwoodell. Jesus, that's a, that- look at that.
0: Me and you have much different uh, views, I guess, the, uh, in that situation. But yeah,
1: but I'm the guy who, like, I'm the guy who likes to be in front of the class, and and you are not that guy.
0: Oh yes, that's true. I have zero interest in being the front of any any sort of class.
1: In uh, I'm sure I've told this story before, so please excuse me, but in my uh, I guess tenth grade science class, I had a teacher that referred to me as Mister Cool Guy. And I think he thought he was insulting me, but I loved it. Uh, he see, at one only po- you, at, yeah. At one point, he got mad at me. I forget what I did. I was probably just miscellaneous being an asshole because that I mean it's accurate. Sure. And he, he made me come up and like turn my desk the other way around and like sit next to him, sit next to his desk, as if this was a punishment. <laughs> Like I could it put me in a position to get laughs constantly. Yeah, that's like I not felt good. like I was co-hosting the class.
0: Yeah, that's not a good you can't you have to know. You have to know the situation uh there.
1: Like I got mad when he when he stopped that punishment.
0: Yeah, it's never it's never gonna work when you do something like that. It but just that, isn't.
1: But then he uh he he eventually figured it out after a couple of weeks and Put me all the way in the back of the class, like past all the desks, and made me sit at the like the benches where we would do all the science stuff
0: now that was probably a smarter move
1: oh it was a much smarter move because nobody could see me
0: yeah that that would make sense that would most certainly make sense
1: yeah i lo- dude i I was so happy co-hosting the class. <laughs> Like I could get I could get laughs so easily.
0: You're his Ed Sullivan. I get it. I yeah, get if,
1: it. if if Ed, you know, Ed Sullivan was absolutely detested. Just trying
0: to if Ed Sullivan was just there to derail everything that was going on.
1: Exactly right. And Ed Sullivan was also there as a punishment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's being he's being held captive there, and yeah. forced forced to say forced to uh, assist Johnny. I get
1: it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on with the Corden stuff, but uh, probably. Have you have do you watched Corden at all?
0: No, I don't watch any of the late night stuff.
1: I don't either. Although I watched, um, I saw Jimmy Kimball tweet out that he got COVID for the second time in like three weeks or something, and oh, Jesus, yes, yeah, I think that's true, and. Um, like they didn't want to cancel the show, so they just had the the first two guests on the show were John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg, and they're like, "Uh, I guess they can host." Oh, good. So, so they hosted together, interviewed each other. I watched that because I like Mulaney and I like uh, Andy Sandberg, although Mulaney's a very divisive uh, human being today. Um, sure. But I haven't I haven't really watched anything else. But I did I saw a clip of Corden. And I guess at some point, like they they pulled Ian Carmel out front, mm. and he's like sitting at a desk, like like a little, a little table off to the side, and it's like some kind of part of the show.
0: I can't and imagine he, that guy getting a big head about that.
1: Oh uh, yeah, well Emmy award winning writer Ian Carmel. Um, he just looks <laughs> like good for him for losing as much weight as he do- did. He looks like a crack addict.
0: Well, that's what happens, right? With, with because you have one image of someone, and then when it drastically changes, and again, like you said, good, great, like way to like go and sort of you know change change everything, but it does. It, it's such a jarring change that you're like, whoa. No, I, you know just, I, I mean? just
1: genuinely think he looks like a crack addict. If well, you could be that me, too. I mean, that's, if, if, if you showed me a lineup of pictures. Uh, four of them crack addicts, and one of them Ian Carmel. And you're like, which of these, which two of these people are not crack addicts? I would not pick Ian Carmel.
0: Uh, it'd be a tough one. It'd be a tough one for sure.
1: Like it just didn't go well for him. Like it's great. Like he's he's doing great. He is. What he's married? I don't the, know. To be um, honest, I thought he got married. Um, obviously very successful writer Career's going well And, hey, in much better shape than it was before Of course Just, you know God doesn't give with both hands Not always (laughs) Wild And uh, this uh, this is literally just a long time Beef that I've been carrying Because he never came on the show when he said he would
0: That's, yeah, well, hey Listen, not everybody can keep their promises, Chris
1: Yeah Allah, Abdel Nabi.
0: <laughs> uh, it's okay. He has to be a terrible color commentator for an NBA team.
1: I wanted, like, it, it drove me nuts. The thing about Zumoff retiring, more than anything else, that drove me nuts is that Zumoff said, if you're at a game, come down, say hi. All I wanted to do was make a comment to Allah. Well, you, you almost had your opportunity. Yeah, but I didn't, and that's the problem. Well, maybe one day, Chris. Yeah, like maybe what one the, day. how are how are you too good to do my show? I'll help not
0: I mean, I, I don't know if he is necessarily, but certainly, certainly, uh,
1: Jim mcelvain has been on the show. He's the Shack Stopper.
0: That <laughs> <It> is true. <laughs> that is true. He he is the Shack Stopper. So I get it. I do, I do get that. And when you have somebody like the Shaq stopper on, I mean, the sky is the limit at that point.
1: Jimmy Mack was fun. Jimmy Mack was fun. Something, there was like a very big event that was happening just as I was, there was something politically uh, that was happening just as we were supposed to start interviewing him. And I called him up and we were, we were kind of just like, kind of just like watching this thing together, talking to each other about it before we started the show. He's a very nice guy. He's one of the guys who's like, yeah, I'll come back anytime.
0: See, but that's what you hope for when you do shows like this. Or when you do shows that involve guests that have a, um, I guess, higher stature whatever. Some sort of, like some sort of uh, not knowledgeability, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like uh, some sort of recognition. You just hope that they can be normal, like just normal people. Yeah, that's and all you ask.
1: In my experience, more often than not, like they—they they pretty much are just good guys. Like at least, well, I shouldn't say good because you know I don't know personal life stuff. Sure, and all that, of but course. but nice guys. Yeah, and, exactly. and also more often than not, you get you get the people who are who are surprised how much they like doing it. Like Dermot Johnson, Dermot Johnson. I mean. Before he got hurt, like he was getting, he was gonna be the next, the next Magic Johnson coming out of Cincinnati on that team with Kenyon Martin. Yeah, he was like the NBA hadn't seen a lot of people that talented, and he was, you know, a better Lamar Odom, and um, and he's just like he, Demar's just kind of like a quiet guy, and afterwards he was, we're talking real quick, and he was like, I can't believe you got me to talk about you know basically myself for 75 minutes <laughs> and like i enjoyed it
0: well yeah as you should like why great. wouldn't you enjoy it he was great especially when it when it's somebody who is able to and i'm not saying just like carry the conversation but be able to give you a back and forth scott pollard yeah exactly that's a great that's actually a great point somebody who can give you a back and forth and make it at least like an, an engaging entertaining conversation that's that's the best yeah that's what you ask for
1: scott pollard was so great yeah like he's another one where i think it was supposed to be like you know all of them are supposed to be like 30 minutes and look up and i think we've been we've been recording for like an hour and a half yeah and i could See? have i could have asked questions for another hour and i'm sure he would have happily answered them because i still don't know about enough about survivor you could have delved way deeper I, get I know it. Dude the reality show podcast is gonna happen at some point Just because I It's gonna happen for the exact same reasons the NBA show Podcast happened it's Just cause I personally want to know Cause you wanted to do it yeah. yeah like I I don't care about anybody else I want the answers To these questions
0: I Don't blame you dude uh, It's that Sometimes you need that
1: It drives me nuts When are these interstitials recorded?
0: <laughs> that is actually an unbelievable point and question because I think about the same thing. Like when when did they record this? Like when did they record the interviews? Uh but, you know, not to not to plug uh just random television, but Do the it. um the return of the Challenge All-Stars.
1: I 100% it's, knew that's what you were going to. Of
0: course. What else would I talk about? The return of the Challenge All Stars is, I mean, you can't you can't get any better than than that. Uh, with what's with, with with what's transpired in the world of the Challenge, I mean i I couldn't be couldn't be more excited when when it came back. It's the best. It and like the All Star format is just like it's it's it, it's not the best, but it's also not the worst. Like it's very predictable where things are gonna go. Uh, it's very predictable who's going to be involved in, just because of the way they cut it and the way they shoot it, mm-hmm. who's going to be involved in like the eliminations and who's going to be involved in some of that stuff. Like Some of that stuff's a little too predictable for my liking. But overall, just fantastic presentation, plus it mixes in the nostalgia factor. If you can mix in the m- nostalgia factor with me, I'm going to watch no matter what you're showing. Yeah,
1: Zandra- Almost a guarantee. Zandrick tried really hard a couple of years ago to get me into the challenge, and I watched it for, like, two episodes. It just didn't, didn't resonate. The, I, think, I think I need the base of knowledge prior to that.
0: The newer seasons are significantly harder because things are a little bit crazier, they're a little bit tougher to follow, and, like, you don't know enough about the backstory of people's relationships. You don't know, like what's happened previously and they try to delve into it they try to give you a little bit of an idea but it's never good it's never enough like yeah. it's never enough information to to get any of that stuff so but I'll I'll be honest it is it, the, the there's there was a stretch where I was just watching his like while I was working historical seasons of the challenge <laughs> and it was fantastic fantastic uh, television fantastic everything
1: I do. absolutely the one thing that I do regret, um, along those lines, during the pandemic early days, I threatened to do uh, a podcast where I just watched every episode of Survivor Ooh. from the beginning. Cause, now you're like, speaking
0: my language. Like
1: that is a show that you can get. Like those are very gettable guests.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And that, like it, it bugs me that I didn't do it.
0: Well, the the big the, the thing with that show is is like every every episode. There's I guess I, I went through a stint of watching those too. It was way before the pandemic. It might be before kids. Hmm. Um, I was I was watching just old seasons on CBS All Access or I guess now it's Paramount Plus.
1: But whatever Hulu yeah, has it it was as well. But yeah, it and like like
0: if you didn't like, I watched the first maybe six, seven, eight, nine seasons live. But after that, I have no I, I knowledge, didn't. really. I have, like, no knowledge of the show after that. Um, so, like, diving into it, it's, like, brand new, essentially. And because you can binge it, you can just fire through those. With no commercials, it's the best. It's so easy.
1: Yeah, I didn't really start watching consistently until, like, like 10 or 15. Yeah, I could see that. I knew I knew, like, tangentially what was going on just because the Richard Hatch stuff was so was such a big deal it was it was like such a thing but yeah i didn't didn't really get into it And i'm you know i love that show i'm i think the finale actually is going on right now hmm, or, I or tomorrow uh, yeah survivor I, was trending and i don't know what day anything is now that i've gotten older and don't pay attention to these things yeah uh, but Survivor is trending on Twitter, so I just assumed that it's probably the finale. But it also could be tomorrow. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Very... It's kind of a... It's, a, it's, a, it's not a good season, is all I'm, I'm going to say. Not a good season. But, yeah, life goes on. I've been... Uh, I've been... I, one thing I've threatened to do for a long time is something I'm actually doing right now. I went to The Simpsons as my go-to-bed show. Ooh. And I started watching from season one, and I had a, I had texted one of my buddies the other day, and uh, I was just like, "Dude, like we forget the sheer magic of the early seasons of Simpsons."
0: It's it's hard. It's hard to find anything that good. Yeah, it's like, they're so
1: smart and so funny.
0: It like you. You try to compare it to other uh, animated shows, and it's nearly impossible. Oh yeah, because like I, I recently tried to dip my toe into the world of Bob's Burgers. It's
1: a, it's and a I've, good show. Whatever. Yeah, and I
0: flirted back and forth with it for like times. If it was on TV, I'd check in on it. Uh, I'd watch, you know, if an episode was on, etc. Uh, but I started episode one, and like it's fine. Like I, it's fine. But it, the it's human very, meat episode. Yeah, exactly. Like it's very, it, but it's very just like, uh, you know, just generic, uh, you know, animated comedy. That's yeah. kind of that kind of is it. It's not exactly just like a stand out kind of show. Yeah. Which you know what's funny and very bizarre, uh, kids in the hall. So if you grew up like if you're our age or, or in that general vicinity and you grew up watching Comedy Central, like daytime Comedy Central, <laughs> it would always be it would be. Premium Blend, uh, Comedy Central Presents. Uh, if you go further back, it'd be like uh, Make Me Laugh. Uh, but then they would do like Saturday Night Live reruns and Kids in the Hall reruns. Yeah. Well, Kids in the Hall came back. It's on Amazon. And obviously it's uncensored, etc. I, I mean, the level of uncensoredness in terms of nudity. Oh, I'm really? I stunned. Jesus. Stunned. and it was like i'm talking like three to four sketches into the first episode maybe not even that far
1: huh bizarre decently so funny is it, is it a shock value thing and nothing else
0: uh no it fit into i mean it fit the idea behind the sketch made sense and like the premise was fine just didn't expect it to, to go on as long as it did I, and to the extent that it did
1: i think people find like random nudity funnier than i do like I was watching, I was watching the the last Jackass movie, and like, I don't need to see everybody's penis all the
0: time. <laughs> I watched about half of that. Uh, I got I got sidetracked with something else while I was watching it, and never never revisited it. But. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of that in there. I don't necessarily need all of, uh, like you said, all of it. uh, But I can get, I can get, like if it makes sense and it's like it fits into what we're talking about. If it makes sense. Well, again, like it 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 can make the scene funnier. It can make this. It can make that. But like it has to, it has to fit into what like what's going on in in the show or movie.
1: Yeah, Jackass Four and a Half just came out on Netflix last week, and uh, I watched that too, and. Cause you know whatever I, I guess I liked the four, uh, and I swear to God there was like just a fifteen minute block that I just fast forwarded on my Apple TV, and I was just like, oh, they're still naked, they're still naked, they're still <laughs> naked, they're still naked.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, that will happen with Jackass movies. That's uh, to me, that's kind of expected.
1: Like, oh my god! Although they did, they did finally solve them the the, uh, the great mystery of. Why was Johnny Knoxville's hair black at the beginning and then gray afterwards? Four and a half is actually kind of an interesting behind the scenes in in some ways because they got shut down like three weeks into doing it because of COVID. Yeah, and they were I watch that. They ended up being one of the first show uh, first um, productions back during COVID too, and uh, probably not the one that should have been back, but. Here we are Um, One last thing I did want to hit Before we get out of here Big rumor today In the National Basketball League Gregory That the NBA will Will announce Seattle and Las Vegas As the two expansion teams Likely for like the 25 or 26 season Because it's going to have to happen It's not going to be announced for a while We're going to know But it's not going to be announced for a while because A rights issue or something along those lines how do you feel – we knew Seattle, but how do you feel about uh, Vegas getting a team and how do you feel about there being two new NBA expansion teams?
0: I mean, take the Vegas team that first season. Take them with the points, favored. doesn't matter. Take yeah. them every single night, uh, just like the Vegas Knights the first year uh, in hockey. Uh, and then it's good to have Seattle back, honestly. The, the, the Sonics not being around anymore. I hope – I truly hope they go back and, and they're the Sonics again. They will, like, be, 100%. Uh, yeah, I, I I truly hope so, because the the color combination, the jerseys, th- those teams from the nineties, like that that level of nostalgia for for that from an NBA standpoint, it just it's great to bring that back. Could you I, like Seattle missing out on the the first six or seven years of Kevin Durant's career is yeah. so unfair.
1: Well, they got him for they got him for a year.
0: They had him for a year. But then, like the rest of his time with the Thunder, after that, him yeah. not being for how good he was, there was a Finals appearance in there,
1: like misery. Yeah, I believe they they drafted Westbrook that off season. Huh.
0: Well, he I could mean, have look, been,
1: huh? Yeah, but I mean, he he was obviously an unbelievable player for for Oklahoma City. Um, it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm 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 always for more basketball and basketball of all the major sports is the one that I feel like can accommodate expansion the easiest because it's just easier to find good basketball players,
0: yeah, yeah, it is and like there's it it's very clear with like the success of the g league from a talent perspective. I'm not saying people are sitting around watching the g league yeah, um but the the success of the g league, the success of you know, some of these other, other not tournaments necessarily, but kind of, like you get the TBT, which some of that's older guys, but some of that is recent guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you see guys, undrafted talent, like guys on the Heat, Max Struess, Duncan Robinson. Uh, I know Vincent. there's a third guy. Um, Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent, yeah. Like, there, there are guys who can go out there and can compete. Uh, Alvarado from uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Like... There is talent out there, and the more spots, the better, honestly. And, you know, obviously, you, you do wonder, like, oh, how much is too much expansion? But I think two teams is more than fine.
1: Yeah, and, and it's going to be, if we're talking about, like, the 25 season, it's going to be 20 years since the NBA would have expanded.
0: Yeah, that's, that's plenty of time.
1: If you're adding 10 years a decade, uh, 10 teams a decade, I think you're all right.
0: Yeah, not bad
1: all right that's it for this week's episode of you're wrong and here's why for greg crone i'm chris Horbardell. thanks for listening and we will see you back here next week